the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For those of you who may not know or who didn't read your email late last night or early this morning, Ted Deming, who is well known within our parish, fell asleep in the Lord yesterday after a long battle with cancer. He was a dearly beloved member of our community and a true servant of the Lord, a caretaker of the house of God. He will be sorely missed here within our parish. To many of you, he was the man in black who would be in the altar wearing his robe, serving quietly back there. However, his care for the church extended beyond the sanctuary. He would get the supplies for the kitchen. He would do maintenance and repairs. He was always attentive to the needs of the house of God. And that is truly an example to each of us. The epistle today is especially fitting because it describes a life worthy of the calling to which we have been called. Once again it says, Brethren, I, a prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. This describes our life in Christ very succinctly and a life which Ted also embodied in many ways. Each of these words are important for our life in Christ. He asks that we we work with all lowliness. And that word is tapinofrosinis which is a combination of low, tapinos, and, uh, and uh, fronima, which is like a, an ethos, a way of being. So a way of being which is always low, which is always humble. That lowliness is a humility that we see in, in so many of the saints. He also enjoins us to, be, to have meekness, or gentleness is another way that that word could be translated to be gentle towards each other. This means that we are not always trying to assert ourselves, to make a point, to say, no, this is the right way, this is what you need to do, but rather to be gentle, to be one that brings about peace. He says, with patience, and this truly is an important word, the word is makrothimia, which also is translated as long-suffering. How many times in the prayers of our church do we describe God as long-suffering? We are to be patient, to endure, to endure the weaknesses of our brothers and sisters, to endure the weaknesses of our own sinfulness and the fallenness of the world around us. Forbearing one another in love. It's that striving towards unity. When we are forbearing towards one another, it's the opposite of being judgmental, the opposite of casting judgments. And St. James says something about judgment and partiality. He says, My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings and fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, You sit here in a good place, 
and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Mercy triumphs over judgment. St. James is describing the ways in which we make judgments about the people around us all the time. Even here in the church, even here in the liturgy, we're making judgments. We're coming to conclusions about this or that of the other person. Or deciding that they're doing something that's not good or not right or sinful. Or we're deciding that we like that person more than the other person. All of these are ways in which we show partiality, in which we are not being forbearing to one another in love. And as St. Paul says finally, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Eager to maintain unity. I so often am eager to cause division by asserting myself, by bringing out my own egotistical views on things and what's right and what must be done. How often are we eager to maintain unity? Because that maintaining of the unity is something that we have a very real enemy who is fighting against. He is fighting for disunity. And this is why his name means the divider. He is the one who is seeking to cause division. And so instead of division, may we strive to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Another word there that is right at the beginning is leading a life worthy of the calling to which we have been called. Now when you hear that word worthy, the Greek word is axios. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Yes. How many times did we say that a week ago, Saturday, at the ordination of Deacon Stephanos? The good deacon was called, acclaimed Axios. The bishop, our metropolitan Eurasimos, would say Axios. And the people, affirming that he indeed is worthy of this calling, called out Axios. And then the choir continued singing that same hymn. And then again he would call it Axios. And the people would say Axios. Again and again and again. He is worthy. He is worthy. This is what we would hope as Christians is proclaimed by our own lives. That our lives are those which are axios. Those that are worthy of the calling to which we have been called. And this again is something that is embodied in Ted, our beloved dear friend. Ultimately, these qualities that I'm describing here are qualities of Christ himself. These words, when we hear lowliness and meekness, does that sound familiar within the Gospel? Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. These are the same words that we hear in the epistle today. He is gentle and lowly. And St. Paul is calling us to be lowly and gentle, just as our Lord. You see, Christ is ultimately the embodiment of each of these qualities of a Christian. He is the one who is the lowest. He is the one who is the most humble. 
The icon of the Panagia on the altar is called the icon of um, uh, the Terra, Ponura Non, means more spacious than the heavens. And this is to remind us that the one who is more spacious than the heavens, God himself, humbled himself to be inside of a womb. Humbled himself so greatly that now we can say that the womb of the Theotokos is more spacious than the heavens. How can this be? Except by the humility, the condescension, the lowliness of God. So God is truly the lowest. Lowest. And if we desire to meet Him, we will meet Him at the bottom, not at the top. God Himself is gentle. How many times did He gently work through a person towards their salvation? How many conversations in the Gospels, like with the Samaritan woman by the well, did He slowly converse with her until He brought about her salvation? He's gentle. And as I said before in the prayers, God is always long-suffering. He's always patient. If He weren't patient, then this world wouldn't exist. Think of all the things in the world that are so contrary to God. The things that we perpetrate in our own lives and those of the people around us. God is patient. He's patiently working towards our salvation, even despite all of the evil which we continue to do. And God himself is eager to maintain the unity. He himself is the one who desires that all may be brought to him. While we would say that it's a heresy to say that all people are saved, what we can say is God desires that all people be saved. God's desire is that every single person be saved. And yet He has given us our freedom and so we can continue to turn away from Him and work against His will towards our own condemnation. But God Himself desires unity. You see, God loves us deeply and He's generous towards us. He's always giving us gifts, always giving us blessings, things for which we can give thanks. Earlier this week, if you did see the email today, there wasn't just one person in our parish that passed away. There were two. One who joined our parish and our community in the body of Christ on Tuesday and fell asleep in the Lord on Friday. This is Darby Ann Sorensen, the mother of Spencer Sorensen. As an example of God's generosity and love, Darby received five sacraments on Tuesday. She she had her confession, her first and her last. She was baptized in her hospital bed in her living room. She was chrismated. She received the Eucharist. And then after that, she received Holy Unction because that's what was needed. Forgive me. God is generous beyond our understanding. So I, I will close with this. Let us worthy to let us live a life worthy of our calling. Because truly this is where we meet Christ. Amen.